Welcome to the Murder Club for Beginners podcast. I'm Nick and I'm in Brisbane. I'm Mel and I'm in Melbourne and we hope you enjoy listening to our podcast. Hey Nick, how are you? I'm good. How are you going? Not bad. So you're back from the sunny land of Sydney. Well, I think anyways, probably sunnier than Melbourne. But uh, <laughs> what, what were you doing yes. down in Sydney? Um, well, one of our listeners, Tracy, hi Trace, um, had the brilliant <laughs> idea to go to Sydney for yet another park run. We did this earlier in the year, but this time I said I was going to make a weekend of it. So we stayed, went down and stayed in um, Potts Point on Friday night. I went and did Centennial Park Run. And it's the only probably park run in Australia that actually has a marshal looking out for horses because there's actually like a training, horse training track, like where they teach yeah. kids to ride that. And, yeah. yeah, it was really cool. I actually saw ponies. Oh, that and is I didn't die. Considering I mean, how hot it was in Sydney on Sunday morning, the fact I didn't die was probably the most important bit of that. Uh, I mean, I do think there's that's that's definitely the most important bit. But also uh, for those listeners out there, I did get a text from Nikki uh, after her fun, after her run, and it was started my run this morning in Sydney before the sun was up. Was running along Bangaroo Boardwalk where I hadn't run before. It had lights, but I was questioning my wisdom of running there early by myself. <laughs> Thinking, um, if I get murdered, they just throw my body in the harbour. So, yes, <laughs> we do think about these things and we do text each other uh, these crazy, crazy ideas that we have um, throughout the week. Um, so, yeah. so uh, But this week, our question's a little bit of a weird sort of sidestep one. How would you mask the smell of a dead body? So, Nick, let's say you have, yeah, Paul Craig has uh, <laughs> has been given, he's fallen down the stairs. You know, it, it, obviously yep. nothing you did because, nope. you know. It, I wasn't home at the time. Exactly. And you mm-hmm. don't know what to do. I'm out of town. You're, you can't get hold of me. And it's Queensland heat and he's slowly starting to to turn up the volume in smell. Mm-hmm. How, how are you going to go about uh, masking the smell of a dead body? Because we talked about this uh, not last week because last week we just talked about shows we watch. Yeah. But before that we talked about the burying one body under another body, which um, came up uh, when we were sort of doing a little bit of research. So what what, do you, what would you use to mask well, the smell of a dead body? I went on our trusted source, Mrs. Google, and yep. asked what marks the smell of a dead body. And apparently what you're going to need to do is you're going to need to get an ozone machine and you're going to need that, a disposable. Yep. What's an ozone machine? I have no idea, but apparently you're going to have to go get one. So you're going to have to find out real quick. But you also need a disposable respirator mask with a layer of active charcoal so that you won't smell the dead body while you're removing it. 
or while someone else removes it because obviously, like I said, I didn't kill him. It was a very unfortunate accident. And those of you listening who know Craig currently has a broken hand, you'll understand this could actually happen. Um, (laughs) And and then once, once poor Craig has been moved to his final resting place, um, I have to spray 5-1-12 sanitizer on all hard surfaces and I probably have to do this about three or four times and then maybe yeah. even call in a biohazard team to get rid of any residue of body fluids or anything like that, which leads me into a little segue. One of my running, another one of my running buddies, Catherine Marie, yep. um, has listened to our podcast mm-hmm. and she was thinking about it the other day when she was running near her house and saw a house being um, with people in biohazard suits and everything there so she didn't stop to ask if anyone had been murdered she quickly moved on I mean it's sad I mean I know we talk about it and we find humor in it from because we've got really weird brains and Mm. we love watching a good murder mystery but you know it is sad knowing that you know someone out there might might actually Mm -hmm. a die or b be murdered so Mm -mm. um please don't murder people it's a you know People it's, die it's, it seems, I know, and it seems like it's more hassle than it's worth. Really? Yeah, and honestly, I'm, with the conversations we're all having. The, like, like, I know. All the thought they would have to go into it, and you know me, <gasps> I'm a bear of no brain at all. So, <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, you're I'd not be that Totally, blunt. you know. <laughs> oh, I, I am, I am. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, you know, so we certainly know the old Pino thing, which was I was uh, listening to a true crime podcast today and the poor lovely lady who was murdered, the murderer had poured Pino clean or I think they call it Pino soul uh, in the Oh, uh, yes, it would be, yeah, Pino yep. soul, yep. Mm -hmm. over her body I mean was he trying to mask the smell I mean we all know that is not gonna mask the smell of a dying dead body yeah you'd certainly Mm. need I mean you know in my weird brain I'm imagining you encasing him in coffee beans because you know coffee beans yeah generally quite Mm. strong I mean I'm sure it won't work but you know can you imagine like just him encased in coffee beans um and would that work (laughs) it probably wouldn't it probably Uh, wouldn't but it would be you'd have to really like do your research and really think about what what was accessible too without tipping people off about what is actually going to mask the smell yeah Um, because like that's yeah bleach would yeah, someone's going to go, uh, what are you mm, bleaching your house bleaching for? Bleaching your house for. Exactly. It's just, I mean, and potpourri, as we've sort of discussed earlier, potpourri no is chance. really no. no chance. No um, chance. It, you know, there's. I don't think, unless a listener out there knows, that there is a natural substance that we can think of that would mask the smell. You'd have to seal the smell in somehow. Yeah, you'd have to seal it. It would be like, um, yeah, you'd almost have to, yeah, you'd need something to seal it in. Otherwise, because the fluids are going to leak, it's just going to gases, natural gases are going to come out. It's it's not going to be pretty. So, again, we just don't murder anyone to begin with. It would just be the best I've got an idea. Industrial grade plastic, because we know you can get it. Oh, yes. Yes, that's um, true. You know, Bunnings and stuff like that. And that's not, no one's going to, you know, you can say I've got to buy it for 
yep. lying in the back oh, of my I'm doing, car. And yeah. then, you know, you get those sealers. We used to use them when we sealed because uh, before I, when I worked at the blood bank, we you use uh, these sealers to seal plastic together so uh, mm-hmm. it doesn't, obviously it doesn't leak. Imagine getting one of those, obviously on a bigger scale, and sealing the plastic so there's absolutely no so, air coming out. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's like the yeah. old Twin Peaks wrapped in plastic. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but mm. I mean, we want to do this on a on yes. a really good way. Really there's good no way. chance of it unraveling yep. ever. Yeah. Um. So in my head, you sealing the smell away so that you know, somehow that's how you're masking it. You're containing it. You're containing it in that, yeah, you're putting it in like a vacuum seal so it doesn't seep out. Mm. Yeah. I mean, imagine just popping, you know, cutting up lemon wedges all the way and placing them around his body. I mean, that itself feels amusing. Uh, Um, Probably not to Craig, but, you know. I I know, (laughs) but, you know, or encasing him in vinegar with that mask, the smell, I wonder. Hmm. Yeah, vinegar's pretty pungent. It so is pungent, good. isn't it? Hmm. I don't want to yep. know if it's more pungent than a human no. body. but uh, No, no. Hoping not yeah. to find out myself. Hmm. Exactly. Okay. Um, so you have found out a little more about where our wood chipper idea comes from a movie. Uh, yes, I Tell have. us a little about that. Okay, well, again, um, I can't take full credit because it was another running buddy, Debs, who also listens, who said, oh, I can't believe you haven't mentioned Fargo and the woodchipper scene um, because it has one of the main characters putting his partner in a crime once he gets jack of him through a woodchipper. I mean. And because it's just one of those great American things you can go do, you go visit the movie set, you can actually visit the wood chipper that was used in the movie um, just inside the visitor's centre off the main highway in Fargo, North Dakota, even though the movie wasn't actually filmed in Fargo itself. Ah, okay. Uh, uh, was it was the movie filmed in Canada maybe? Uh, maybe I've got uh, that wrong, but. I think I, th- I didn't actually get that far into my research. I'm sorry, I'm a bit slack this week. Um, but too. I think you could be right. I think you could be right. But I did read that it just actually wasn't filmed in Fargo, but they they have the wood chipper on the Visitor's Information Centre wood site. There's like this, this like fake leg coming out, this wood chipper, and all these people standing around taking photos. I mean, I think we're just – can you go there in March when you do your half uh, and just, um, you know, take some photos? I could try. It's a bit far from New York, though. <laughs> Might not make it there and back in time. But, Possibly. Yeah. You know, you could run, yeah. run faster. That's what you could do, run faster. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> don't have that much time. Sorry, not run that fast. <laughs> How is your training going? Uh, um, well, I'm going to put it this way. It's going. I don't yeah. know if it's going anywhere, but it's still happening. Um like I said, Sunday wasn't fun, but that's because I think I'd done too much walking in the heat the day before. And yeah. also I tend, if I'm running somewhere I haven't been before, even though I had walked a lot of the route before, I was very careful of my feet placement and, okay. you know, because some of it in the rocks was like, you know, and there were stairs and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And also Ben Boyd Road, which I went up to get to Neutral Bay where we used to live, is like this massive windy hill. Okay. So, 
Yeah. So, yeah, I was a bit, yeah, and, and especially like that bit I told you about running along in the dark. It's like yeah. I'm going, this is really pretty, and I'm going, there's no other signs of life. It's okay. Just keep running. Just keep <laughs> I running. I don't know the area. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, it was, yeah, it was very um very entertaining, but I'm glad I did it, and I'm glad I went over to see our old neighbourhood and it hasn't changed much. And, yeah, no, it, it I got the K's in the legs. That's the main thing at this stage. Excellent. So, well, when are you when are you running? What date? Uh, March nineteenth, and I leave here on March nine. So I'll have a week to acclimatise because it's currently like minus two in New York, which you will love because I know you love the cold weather. Yeah. I know you love the cold weather for running. I mean, the fact that you're back in Brisbane in. I know it's the not, not the most humid place on the on earth, but it is certainly whew, a bit warm and a bit humid. Mm-hmm. That's why I live in my nice little air conditioned igloo. <laughs> Brilliant. Now I uh, we both have uh, some weird things that we want to talk about this week. Sorry, mm-hmm. I've lost my earphone. Uh, and yours is mittens. You've got a, a an odd little story yeah, to talk about. An odd little story. I just came up with this thought because I know you're a um, kitty aunt, and I was saying, oh, they're cute. And I used to, you know, volunteer at the shelter before we had moved back and had pets in America. And the kittens yeah. were always so cute, the little ones, and you used to just want to take the really tiny ones home. So I came up with the idea for poor old mittens. And mittens is a kitten. And he's a very lovely kitten, but he's yeah. an unintentionally murderous kitten. I mean. So I thought of this whole story about this poor little kitty who has a hand in someone's demise without actually really meaning to and, yeah, just uh, went with the idea. Are you thinking then that for my story, because one of my characters does have nine cats, that maybe Mittens is really the murderer? I did. I did wonder about that. Um, the way I did it, I can't see you working in your book. It was a bit, it's a very convoluted is my story. Um, okay. But how's Mittens yes. going to kill who? Well, has, it has. Yeah, go. It has to do with a garden bed, which I actually did look up, has some very poisonous plants in it. And one oh. in particular, because Mittens' owner, um, her husband used to be a jeweller, and there's a particular plant. I can just get back to what it's called again. And I'm just going to find where I put poor old mittens. I put him at the back of the book. I was impressed with him. Um, and there's a plant, and it's got pods on it, and a lot of people use it for making jewellery. But if you actually um, Are we break talking a pod, belladonna or something no, like that? No, it's not. It's something like the belladonna family. Um, but it's just, um, it's a, got beautiful red pods on it. Um, but if you break it or ingest it or it gets onto your skin, it can make you very ill and kill you. It Ooh. doesn't take very much to, um, to kill, um, people, this plant. So actually, damn it. Now, here we go. Um, yep. He falls into the garden bed. It takes three micrograms of um i think it's called dorian the poison um and that's what is in this plant and yeah um it's rosary pea is what it is and it's used in jewelry and the rosary they use the rosary peas to make 
jewellery, but they always wear gloves when they do it. Um, and if the seeds are broken or scratched, they can be lethal. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to steal the way that Mitten murders, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to make Mitten's my murderer. But I do love the yeah. idea for a short story. It is yeah. fantastic. And I think you should get on writing it so we can read it. Well, I, I kind of did a rough draft. It's very all over the shop and it tells you about Mitten's owner and, like, yeah. So, yes, very uh, funny. Why haven't you sent it to me already? Uh, um, because it's so scrawly that I'm having trouble reading my own writing. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I like scrawly. Scrawly is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I had a – I mean, mine's not a story. Uh, mine is a random thought process after watching a bit of Miss Fisher. Uh, I just really had the need to um, watch our lovely Miss Fisher's murder murder mysteries, is it? Mm -hmm. And um, in the episode, I don't know if you remember it, it's season three and it's the one where the families are feuding over the cookbook and the nonna dies right at the beginning. Yes, I remember that, yep. And there's a scene where she is going into a warehouse and the mafia... Uh, yes. so and she mm-hmm. steals a tin of tomatoes mm-hmm. and my thought was well isn't that really you know coffee pots so that's where the idea came from and then I was thinking because I've got coffee on the brain this week because I've drunk so much <laughs> if you wanted to import drugs you could just use those coffee pods you know no one would ever know mm-hmm. you'd because uh, coffee then you, you know, if it's uh, instant coffee, it just sort of leaks away. Or diamonds. Mm-hmm. Imagine, you know, from a oh, yes. you know, from a murder mystery mm-hmm. hole scene, I could yep. be importing diamonds in those coffee pods. Obviously, I'm not, mm-hmm. and uh, not smart enough. I'm just drinking a load of coffee. Uh, but yeah, or you could potentially break a body up into tiny, tiny, small. Um, pieces, and if you had a can making factory at home, which you know you can sort of make your yep. own cans at mm-hmm. home, I know it'd take a long time if you had the body in a free in the freezer, and you could get rid of a piece, or you know, ten pieces in ten cans at a time. It would be very laborious. I know it's a little nutsy. But for anyone who is super patient and has a really big freezer, it is a way. I mean, it's a whole year project, but it yeah, is a way. It would be of getting rid of a body. It, it is a way. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know that before. I know. Yep. See. Uh, well, why would you? It's uh, really, really <laughs> you. Uh, but I promised last last time I was going to talk about. Uh, I heard about, uh, again, on another podcast I listened to, did you hear in Lake Mead in the US, uh, human remains have been surfacing? So it seems uh, there is some truth in the the concrete shoes uh, mm-hmm. and, and burying dead bodies. So they ha- water levels fell. So I'm reading from the, the Guardian uh, article mm-hmm. and I will cite it uh, at the bottom of this episode. Mm-hmm. So water levels fell from May to October in historic lows 
and then that's why the discoveries were made. At least five sets were of remains have been found around the lake and a couple of who were boating came across a body inside a barrel near a harbour. A body inside a barrel, I mean. A barrel. There we go. And then a week later, two sisters on paddle boards, I mean, how gross would this be? Find a jawbone in the sand. I mean, hi, let me, what? Hi, let me, what? Huh? Yeah. You know. Uh, Then a family out for a picnic, yum, 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 discovered partial (laughs) skeletal remains encased in mud along the shoreline. Suddenly not so hungry. I know. That picnic, that's really a washed out picnic. Washed out picnic. Uh, so they have obviously got uh, a set of investigators out there. I think it was first discovered in May last year. Uh, this article is from December, so I tried to find out what had sort of happened. But the first set dates to uh, as early as 1970s, which isn't really that mm-hmm. long ago. Mm. And they, yeah, so they've found that the barrel victim was one of homicide with a bullet in his or her body. Uh, other instances are drownings. So they're looking to establish the cause of death. Uh, and there's quite a few, obviously, unsure okay. what their um, what their cause of death is. The corroded metal barrel. I mean, why would you do metal barrel? It's going to corrode your head, people. Um, it got stuck in the mud, uh, mm-hmm. and they could see clothing, a shirt, a belt, and what eventually they realized were human remains. Ooh. Oh, and mm. so yum, yum, yum. I wonder <laughs> how many other lakes out there have that, you know, the concrete shoes. I know. Like well, you've well, you got to wonder. I mean, seriously, like. Up here in Brisbane, you take a look at the colour of the Brisbane River. Now, that thing hasn't been pristine for centuries, I reckon. So can you imagine what is in there? I mean, the Brisbane River is a bit different, though, because they dredge it with that weird – that's why. I mean, A, it's a weird colour because it's muddy. I I Googled it years ago. But also they're constantly dredging the bottom of Mm -hmm. it, aren't they, to get – I can't remember what they're trying to get from it. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. but I mean the Brisbane River alone is scary from the whole bull sharks. I mean, yep. people who swim in that are not so even nuttier than we are, and and, and they'd want to have good health insurance too. Yeah, just oh, saying. Can't imagine mm. it. Yeah, it'd be very hygienic at all. No, no. But I mean, <laughs> what about um, one of the dams or something like that? Terrible because yeah, you think some of those dams well, are our water sources, but. Funny you should mention that because we actually have a run coming up. Well, I'm not doing it in them this weekend up at Hymns Dam. Um, That's a bit harder because there's a dam wall, so, you know, not obvious. But there's also one up at um, Ewan Maddock up up the coast, up near Caloundra coming up in March, the weekend before we fly out, which I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And that is um, also SEQ water. So, you know, and you're running right along and the water's just there. Um, there's always a race briefing, don't fall in the water. Um, and, <laughs> you know, I think SEQ do have a thing about water because there's another one they do too, which I didn't do this year, which I normally do, is Inogra, and that's a reservoir as well. Oh, so, of course. 
Yeah. So, you know, it's it's entirely probable. Um, it and is. the one that the one that you and Maddox and Nogwick can actually swim at after the runs. Um, and that's what's grossed me out about this. And yeah. Yeah, is that would be the grossest thing. You might have been swimming in that water mm-hmm. all those years and underneath you, and I hate deep water anyway, uh, now yeah, I I'm hate it even more. But yep. underneath you, I'm just in my head imagining bodies just there. Ew. No, yucky. You know, yeah. sort of yeah, trying to bob just, up yeah. to the top of the water but mm-hmm. weighed down by the concrete that's pulling yep. them towards and the, towards you. Yep. the bottom. I mean, isn't that just – and imagine the water gets so low and you start to see the top of their head. You can tell that I'm in my yeah. writing uh, mode, can't you? Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, <laughs> it, I mean, it's gross. I uh, certainly do not want to be swimming in that water. But often dams are really, you know, quiet places that not a lot mm-hmm. of people are around. So yeah, well, it does happen. Yeah, when it's yeah. not like peak season, like school holidays or something like that, um, I'd say probably Inogra is the one that gets the most use. But like, and I think you need permission to be anywhere near you and Maddox. But like in winter, you'd just be like, oh, yeah, you know, just, you know, get a park quite mm. close to the water and just, you know, roll the barrel down the hill or, yeah. <laughs> I wonder oh, look, what they two people go the out boating with. and, yeah, oh. yeah, because, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Nick, I think we've uh, ended another week and uh, please don't get murdered. Please don't murder anyone. Um, I'll do my best not to do either of those things. I think I'm pretty safe on both counts. Same to you. Excellent. And Maybe I should say this because I do imagine some of your running friends who are listening who know Craig are starting to worry about him again. Mm-hmm. But again, just to repeat, Craig is part of the murder club as well and is just exci- as excited as we are by spotting a wood chipper, which you spotted again last week. Yes. Another yes. wood chipper, whereas me, I never see them. And the last one you spotted was green. So, yeah, it isn't just you and I. It is also Craig as well. Yes, and I should point out for those running friends who are worried about Craig's safety, he is perfectly fine and there are no plans for him to have any more downfalls. He's meant to stay upright. Yes, yes, because he has a run to do as well in March. Yes, he does. not just you. Mm -hmm. It's both of you. No, it's both of us. All right. Yeah. Well, have All a lovely right. week and I will. no doubt we will message or call later in the week. And, yeah, see you, everyone else out there. Bye. Bye. Bye.